and then planning for a better future. That would look very different in your situation with Karis than it would in a marriage situation where there's been years of unhealthy. Oh, this is a repeat. This is a re my mic. You producer, like this one, producer though. Chris, can you turn my mic up? It, my mic feels very light. I don't know what it's like to our listeners, but in my oh, there we go, there we go. Listen, <laughs> this, oh, yeah. yeah. This—that's the part you wanted to get to. Really. Yeah. This is a repeat. Yes, this is the one yeah. where you like. I really knew like that, this one. Uh, yeah. Drop. Oh, I hit the, it drop. I hit yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> this is a good one. Well, hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of our On Purpose Parents podcast. Kurt Johnston, Grace Yoon. Hello, hello. The always faithful, always professional. Hint, hint, hint. <laughs> Always creative. Chris. Well, hello, everybody. Over in the corner where he belongs. <laughs> and thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. This is episode two of our three episode series on building a harmonious home. Mm-hmm. Very lofty goal. Yeah. yeah. Very lofty goal. Um, and just to recap, if you didn't listen to episode one, please do. But just to recap, there is no such thing as a perfectly harmonious home. That's right. We have seasons of harmony and then the M- wheels many fall. More. <laughs> many more moments. Grace's eyes got huge. She's, she's so living. There's seasons of harmony? <laughs> but that's what we're going to tackle today. And mm-hmm. we're just going to jump right into it. We're going to tackle like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Last episode, we talked about some things to kind of maybe try to keep the temperature down. Reduce the drama. Redu- reduce the drama, maybe reduce the um, the odds a little bit of things getting a little bit crazy. The reality is things get crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, stuff happens. The wheels fall off the cart. <clears throat> things happen. Things get said. Mm-hmm. And then there's the aftermath, right? And as parents, we've all been there. Every single one of us has been there where it goes, it just goes off. Mm -hmm. It just gets off and it elevates and escalates. And then we lay in bed or we take a walk or whatever it is. And we think, what in the world? And as a parent, how do I, how do I let it get to that point? Mm. And now what do I do? Mm -hmm. And now, now what? Right. And so today we're going to talk a little bit and Grace, because you're right, you and Sam are right smack dab in the middle of it. Rachel and I, our kids have been out of the house for three or four years now. So we've been empty nesters for a while. I've got tons of stories of when, mm-hmm. when it went wrong. But because you're smack dab in the middle of it, I'm going to let you kind of lead this conversation. I might chime in. Producer yeah. Chris might chime in. Um, but for the most part, we're going to let you just kind of work us through as a in the trenches right now today parent what do we do mm-hmm. in the aftermath yep. of a massively disharmonious <laughs> moment? Oh, massively our, our disharmonious. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, uh, Kurt. Um, I really am excited about today's topic because I think when, as parents, we can get that question right most of the time. You know, again, we're not perfect it can be a game changer. Mm. And so today what I want to focus on is this concept of the cycle that we will go through over and over and over again as parents with our kids of rupture and repair. Okay. Rupture and repair. That's constantly happening in relationships. It's getting ruptured. And then I, what I want to emphasize is the more than the rupture or the conflict, 
the importance and the profound impact of repair. Mm. So first, what is a rupture when we're talking about it? And really, it's a rupture when you look at like some of the, the research out there. It's anything that is a breakdown in our connection with another person. It's a roadblock. Most of the time we view it as like a conflict. Mm -hmm. And that's that'll be mostly like the, the context for today, but not always. There could be other ways a connection in a relationship can get ruptured right. outside of your own control conflict. There's right. other issues, but today we're mostly focusing on the conflict piece. So yeah. so case in point, an example of rupture um, that we tend as parents to focus on the most is, so I, like this past week, or was it a week and a half ago, I was driving home from Karis's and Zoe's basketball game and Karis's team played hard, but they lost three to like 37. Oh gosh. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be sexist. But first no, of all, it's a three sounds much more likely than 37 yeah. in, in sixth in grade kid, girls yeah, yeah. basketball. No, no, it's co-ed team. Oh, oh it's a co-ed team. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Co-ed team. So both, both sides co-eds. Yeah. Three. three. Yeah. So we're driving home. And the thing is like Sam and me, like they're, we just want them to get started in sports. So like, it didn't really bother right, me. Right? right. So like, I, I'm not at that stage yet where it's like, oh my gosh, like you right. have to win. It's more just like, oh, do you even like basketball? That's exciting. Right. But we're going home. And so I'm just like kind of more in a happy mood wanting to have a conversation of like, yeah, like that other team was kind of intense. Like they actually had plays and you could tell like moves. Right. Um, and, and Sam had done a couple like fun coaching sessions because he plays basketball with the girls. And then Karis was like, yeah, well, if only you guys like taught us better or something. <laughs> right. And I <laughs> flipped a lid. Like, I think because I was so busy that day, I was running around, I was like figuring out like the car rides, there's so much going on at work, so much. And my reaction was just like, it was like one of those things where you're like, really, it's not a lecture. It was like, I was yelling. I was but, yelling all the way home. But you went from zero to 60. I did. I yeah. did. I went boom. I was yeah. like, <gasps> like that was like an instantaneous trigger. And I think all of like the, it was like. Like I was saying stuff like, yeah, I do all this, all the things you don't want to say that you'd be embarrassed to say out loud. Like I do all like, you know, you're not grateful and blah, 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 blah. And so basically it's like the car is silent and I'm like yelling and then we get home. Okay. So that, there we go. We set up the picture. Yeah. There is a rupture. Right. Now, most parents, we would stop there and in your defense, yeah, in your defense, <laughs> three points. <laughs> Yeah, three points. <laughs> I mean, trying. in your defense, Grace. <laughs> well, later I found out that was in Karis's defense, right? It was context for her because I was happy about it, but she was feeling super insecure about that. But anyway, that's the rupture. And now most of the time, and you set this up, Kurt, as parents, we would be like afterwards, several emotions we might be feeling as a parent, like, ah, I'm annoyed or ah. I said a lot of stuff right. that I don't really feel great about. Right. But at the same time, I feel prideful. I don't, you know, like, uh, what do we do? So that's the question. Yeah. At that point, when you hit that rupture, yeah. what do you do next? And instead of just focusing on, ah, oh, like, I can't believe she said that. I can't believe I said that. Like, and we get stuck there and we may react differently. Like, oh, right. let's just wait till the emotions die down and ignore it. Right. 
let never come back to it because you know when we're feeling better we're fine we just move on or you know what do we do that's the question when right. this rupture happens what is actually next where should our focus be yeah well and before you jump into yeah. that my mind goes back to last week where we said expect ruptures mm -hmm. we didn't use that language last week but expect um conflict yeah expect it and if we're not careful we almost become desensitized to it so of course well our family always bickers mom, mm. mom, mom always loses her temper we're always sarcastic we always and then we don't deal with it we don't repair mm -hmm. because well hey you know no family's perfect yeah. and so we just kind of live in the in the unhealth the unhealthy resolution or the lack of resolution and to your point when you cool down it's a half hour later if I bring it back up, now I'm just inviting the conflict back into right. right? We like we're past. We all move. We're all past it now. Why bring it up and allow tempers to rise again, which sounds logical but isn't the healthy way. Yes. So you're going to talk to us about like yes. the healthy way. Okay. That's right. That's so. That's so true. And it's and then we have all these patterns in our family then where we have ruptures. Right. And then. That's it. Right. You just have a rupture and then a kind of some sort of thing that pacifies it and allows you to move on. Right. But what I will say is the most powerful thing next is is really not the rupture, but the repair that could happen afterwards. Um, and and sometimes, you know, like some psychologists will say that repair, that practice of repair, what it does for relationships is so powerful that they will actually deem the rupture the negative thing that happened as a positive thing because mm. it creates opportunities for repair to happen. Um, there is a neuropsychiatrist, Dan Siegel. He's the director of Mindsight Institute, and he's author of several books on interpersonal neurobiology. And he has a quote saying, repairing ruptures is the most essential thing in parenting. So for him, mm. he's like, He's hunkering down on right. this thing called repair. So first, before I go into what is repair, I will say if you're a parent like me that have these moments where you just go from zero to 60 and you say a bunch of stuff and you elevate the temperature, you can be kind to yourself because you're actually creating an environment where something <laughs> wonderful could happen. So a little, little nugget of encouragement yes, there. Yes. Um, so what is repair? One point that I want to make is First, repair is not just saying sorry. And, and this is funny because Sam and I have talked about this in our marriage relationship. If you just say sorry, sometimes that is a vehicle to just shut down conversation. Mm. I'm sorry. Right. Why do you have to keep talking about it? I'm, so, I'm sorry. Can we just move on right. now? Sorry. I said, I'm sorry. Um, but repair is not just that. I mean, the word sorry may be part of repair, but repair is actually going to back to that place where the rift happened mm -hmm. and spending a little bit of time there and leaning into that. Um, so it's not like, and it's also not like, well, let's go back to it. I, I'm sorry, Karis, that I kind of flipped a lid. But if you weren't such a selfish kid, smart Alec, I wouldn't have been mad. You so right, right. You were so sassy. <laughs> if you weren't, if you didn't do X, Y, Z, well, then I wouldn't right. have behaved in this right. way. And that that's not what we mean by repair or uh, like a healthy way of modeling, because now you're putting the onus on your child for your own behavior, mm -hmm. regardless of whatever their behaviors are. They don't own your behavior right. and you shouldn't. We should not, as parents, put 
the responsibility of our reactions on them, mm. regardless of how they're acting. So, so then what is repair? And I want to, um, just suggest three things, but really it could look like a lot of different things, but just, just for today's conversation, just three things, name what happened, take responsibility and plan for a better future. Mm. So the first part, naming what happened, really could be many multiple different steps. But ultimately, the goal of this is both a space where both sides can share what they experience from their perspective, where both sides are listening to each other, and then validating the other person's perspective. Whether you fully agree with it or not, um, it's just creating that space. So... It could involve terminology and words like, you know, did I help you? Did I hurt you? You know, can you help me understand how? That could like right. welcome a conversation. Each side could say things that express how they felt like, you know, I I felt not listened to or I felt sad or I felt unloved. I felt worried. I felt overwhelmed. I felt misrepresented. I felt overlooked. Right. So it's giving a side to express that. And then part of this kind of understanding what happened is really validating the other person's experience. So some words you could say here is, you know, I can understand how you felt that way. Or when I raised my voice, that made you feel attacked or taken for granted. Is that right? Um, so again, there's so much there, but the point is creating a space, a safe space where we can really understand and validate what the other side perspective was. And then the second part of the, you know, the three things is taking responsibility. And that could look like saying, you know, Karis, I've been overwhelmed at work and I've been running on empty. This has made me stressed and irritable. Mm -hmm. And I reacted to you in a way that I didn't want to. And it's not fair to you. And it's not your fault. Right. You know, I'm sorry for how I reacted and how I yelled and how I criticized you. And then the last part of that is like planning for the future. You know, maybe you could discuss one thing that might help make the issue better next time. So in this case, I could say, you know, Karis, I'm going to try really hard next time to take a deep breath when something upsets me and and try to um, not react by yelling. And so, again, this is a very simplified script. This type of script where you, you know, understand the other person's perspective or identify what happened, take responsibility, uh, plan for the future. This could be a very long conversation right. or it could be quick like that, yep. like a quick, like one minute thing yep. as a, a cycle of repair. Yep. And I would suggest the, the stronger the rupture mm. or the more consequential the rupture, then the longer and more in depth mm -hmm. those three steps should be. Right. Right. So, your situation with Karish where you, 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 you lost your temper, probably not a real elongated, yeah. right? Because now if it was an ongoing thing and right, and then you might say, wow, we've never addressed this, but I'm realizing I always lose my temper in these moments that then the, those repair state, those repair steps might take a little bit longer, mm -hmm. but in a, in a, so it's, it's almost like measure the rupture. Yes. And then you can determine how deep and how intense these steps of naming what happened, mm -hmm. owning responsibility, and then planning for a better future. That would look very different in your situation with Karis than it would in a marriage situation 
where there's been years of unhealthy dialogue. Yeah. Right? Right. And then they might have to go back and say, wow, over the last 10 years, here's what's happened. We really have to unpack we have to this unpack. rift. But the, but the steps of name what happened, mm-hmm. own your responsibility, yep. your, own your part in it, yes. right? And then kind of what might a better future look like Yes, is such a quote unquote easy yeah. way to address like when it goes wrong, right. how do we, what, what do we do? How do we bounce back from that? Right, exactly. And, and I would suggest that if we are, if we think to do this in these things that seem small, right. it actually creates this pattern and habit in your family where maybe you can avoid some of these deeper, right. more intense ruptures that just never get dealt with over time right. and just get masked. Yeah, that's good. Um, so even if it's like a small little thing, like as a parent, you can model that. Like uh, last night I did that. It was like, it wasn't as a big of a blow up as post basketball, but it was a small one. And I just was like, oh, good night, you know, huffed off. Um, I'm having a lot of these interactions with Karis, <laughs> <laughs> but then I went back into a room and I just, I just did this thinking about the podcast. I just said, right. you know, um, Karis, that must, I know you are just trying to do what's responsible for you. And I, I just was getting impatient cause it was late next time I'll, you know, work. It was like, actually it was like 30 seconds, right. but you could just see, she like reached out and hugged me. Mm-hmm. We just like squeezed each other's mm-hmm. hands. She was going to bed and it was, that was it. That was yeah. great. That was right. over. It could be something very yeah. simple yeah. like that too. It's great. Um, I oh was, I, yeah. Am I interrupting? Keep no, going. no, you oh. go, go well, for it. I don't know if we're wrapping up or we I have one, up. I have one last thing to say. Yeah. Well, well, you go ahead. Okay. Okay. So then my last point on this is going to be, um, just an encouragement about, how powerful this act of repair is. Um, and my, my encouragement here is that when you engage in repair, you are actually changing history. Mm. You are in the work of changing the past. So in counseling and therapy, um, there is some thought about how memory is the original event plus all of the other times you've thought about the event. So it's not just the event itself. It's the combination of the event plus thinking about the event. And so um, if the event is negative and you think about it, when you remember it, it's negative. It's just that cumulative negative effect in your life and um, experience that you've had. Whereas repair allows you to insert and replace all that negativity that's created by rupture, blame, defensiveness, annoyance, isolation, depression, mm. guilt. It allows you to actually change that story. So when you go back and we have a repair, there was a rupture, negative, but we apply repair to it. When you go back and think about it, yes, the original rupture is negative, but you also have now associated with it a very positive memory and, and it's tied to all the positive emotions that come with repair, understanding, empathy, responsibility, care, support, hope. And that is an incredibly powerful and hopeful thing. It's, it's not the hope isn't that you never have a rupture. The hope is you can mm. have a repair that changes the negative sting and impact of that yeah. rupture on someone's life. So just to close out, Becky Kennedy, um, she did, this woman did a TED Talk, 
and her TED Talk topic was the single most important parenting strategy. And her um, is, uh, that's the title of it. And she talks about repair. And to close out her quote, she her, one of her points is that it is never too late to do repair mm. on a rupture. And so it's such a message of hope. And, and here's what she said. She says, how do I know it's never too, too late? And she says, well, imagine right after this, that you get a call from one of your parents. And if neither of your parents are alive, imagine finding and opening a letter you hadn't seen till that moment. And then she says, okay, walk through this with me. And here's the call. She says, hey, this is the parent speaking now. Right. Hey, I know this sounds out of the blue, but I've been thinking a lot about your childhood. And I think there were a lot of moments that felt really bad to you. And you are right to feel that way. Those moments weren't your fault. There were times when I was struggling, and if I could have gone back, I would have stepped aside, I would have calmed myself down, and then found you to help you with whatever you were struggling with. I'm sorry. And if you're ever willing to talk to me about any of those moments, I'll listen. Mm. I won't listen to have a rebuttal. I'll listen to understand. I'll love you. I love you. And her point was, how many people listening to that would be like, I'd love eh, to get that call. Right. I don't care. It'd be like, no, Not like, everybody. oh my gosh. Like that power of repair is as parents that we have so powerful. And yeah. it's a message of hope that don't get stuck on the, the rupture mm -hmm. and beat yourself about it is use that as an opportunity to lean into repair and the incredible right. power that it right. has in in changing yeah. uh, your relationships That's for awesome. the good. That's so so good, and I want to speak real quick to those in the audience who are Jesus followers and Christians. Um, it's not it's not a matter of scripture versus counseling mm -hmm. and psychology because a lot of what you are referencing, Grace. Um, is from the psychiatric and the, the world of therapy. And, and oftentimes as Christians, we're like, well, wait a second, but the, the scripture says, just as you've been forgiven, forgive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and there's a verse in Colossians that's, that kind of says, you need to forgive as quickly as God mm -hmm, forgave mm -hmm. you, right? Um, the golden rule, just do unto others as you would want done unto yourself. That's a Bible verse. Mm -hmm. The Bible doesn't call it the golden rule. We, we gave it that la label. Um, there's a lot about our Christian faith mm -hmm. that can cause us to uh, sort of not feel a need mm. to also recognize the, the, the power of sort of more psychologically based strategies. Mm. Um, of course we should quickly forgive, mm -hmm. but if you just forgive and walk away and don't address or reflect or do the repair work, mm -hmm. <clears throat> the forgiveness is still real. Mm -hmm. The power of forgiveness is always real. You're just more likely to find yourself in a pattern mm -hmm. of constantly having to forgive each other mm -hmm. and constantly having to forgive each other. And or not reconciling. Or not reconciling. Just so an isolated right? thing. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I, I just want to make sure that the, the Christian parents listening don't think that we don't recognize where we're avoiding what's, I mean, scripture, scripture speaks to every topic, every subject we face, maybe not specifically directly, but there's principles. Mm -hmm. um, and 
when it comes to parenting, scripture speaks to all mm-hmm. aspects of parenting, and we we recognize that. And a big part of following Jesus is when you when you first start talking about rupture and repair, that's the gospel. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's it's, it's the gospel. Our, our relationship with Christ was ruptured. Our relationship with God was ruptured because of our sin through the work of the cross that's been repaired. Like this, this the whole idea of rupture and repair is just rooted mm-hmm. in. Um, and so, yeah, we can, mm-hmm. we can very quickly go, you know what? You hurt me. I forgive you as a Jesus follower. Fair enough. That's, that's in fact, I would say that's step one. Mm-hmm. Step one is I need to really quickly forgive you for that rupture. And now, you know what? Let's identify what, what went wrong. Right. Let's own our part in it. Right. Let, let, let's talk about a brighter future so that we don't just get in this never ending cycle of I hurt you, but you forgive me because you love Jesus. Right. And I hurt you, but you forgive me because I'm not perfect. Right. Um, it's, it's not either or it's it's both and. Right. And sometimes it could be not all the time, but sometimes it may open our eyes to the fact that that quick I forgive you might be false peace. Yeah. That you think that that's what you're supposed to say, but it's not accurate representing what's really going inside of you, which is, I don't think, um, what that exhortation to forgive really meant. Right. It's not to just to have fake platitudes. Right. It's to have an authentic, real relationship yeah. that is meaningful and helps us to grow in yeah. true connection. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, everybody... Producer Chris is totally quiet because Grace was just <laughs> spitting fire today. She's just, she's just spitting fire. That was mesmerized. Yeah. It was amazing. Well, thanks for joining it. us. If you didn't listen to episode one, please do that. This was episode two, and we'll see you in about a week with episode three of Building a That's Harmonious right. Home. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.